Welcome to CRT Sound System. Uh, Hello. This is episode four. A uh, bit of a milestone episode, Reese. How are you feeling about that? The big uh, four. I, 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 as with every uh, milestone, I'm against it. Um, <laughs> I am. I'm. A, I'm against uh, the archival of any history. Uh, but but we uh, but we've already come to an agreement on that uh, behind the scenes, and so I'm excited for this one as well. <laughs> um, I, I I'm excited for it mostly because I listened to these tracks earlier. And uh, they were amazing sound tracks, as one would expect from uh, Shoji Meguro. Um, but I was not familiar with this game at all, other than it being, mm. you know, part of the franchise. Yeah, uh, I think not a lot of people are, and that's sort of why I wanted to go with it. Um, so I suppose just to uh, explain what the game itself is, or the game. Oh yeah, that uh, it's the Digital Devil Saga um, sort of sub series of Shin Megami Tensei that we're covering today. So there's just two games. That were released on the PS2. Um, so <clears throat> uh, again, I think like yourself, I didn't I didn't really know about these games. I think with a lot of the persona stuff because of the weird release history they had in the in Europe. Um yeah. I didn't really sort of come to them until they started hitting the PSP um sort of later in the 2000s, and then I went back to some of these. Um, some of which I actually had seen on like store shelves and stuff, but just sort of wrote them off as sort of cheap looking, uh, you know, just cheapy B-grade RPGs, which to a degree they are, but that's sort of the, the appeal to them as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, And like the music just really struck me once I listened to the soundtrack. It just really, really sort of jumped out at me. Um, and like, it, as you said, it's Shoji Meguro. He's got a very particular style and you can really, really hear it in this. Um, but it's interesting because I think this was between Persona 3 and Persona 4. Um, yeah. So you, you can sort of hear the evolution of his sound from those earlier games to the what he, you know he currently is doing with the Persona Five series in particular, or Persona Five in particular as part of the series with that sort of very jazzy sound to it. Um, but yeah, I just I really think that this soundtrack for these games is exceptional and uh, really underrated. Um, so I sort of wanted to highlight that rather than just grabbing the low hanging fruit and just being like, oh, here's Persona. Uh, five, which everybody knows. If you listen to video game yeah. music, you 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 listen to the Persona soundtracks. Um, 
and the games themselves i've never actually played them i've seen a couple i've watched a few let's plays and stuff to prepare for this um so the main difference from what i can tell is like compared to the mainline shin megami tensei games and uh, mm-hmm. persona you your characters turn into demons rather than summoning demons or like having a demon stand or persona and uh, like in persona so it is a sort of an interesting twist on the concept but the battle and the sort of exploration stuff seems to be quite similar to what you'd ex- what you'd expect from Shin Megami Tensei, and I think the the battle system, from what I can see, does seem to be an evolution of the Shin Megami Tensei three sound battle system, um, just with a few tweaks here and there. Um, have you looked yeah. at, looked at the game at all, or? Yeah, I, I watched some of a let's play of it, and. Mm. I it it looked like Shin Megami Tensei. I don't know how else to put it. It, it seemed yeah. uh, it, it it was it was quite clearly a side game in that in that series. But mm. in the sense that I was like, oh okay, you know, it's a little bit you know uh, padded out, etc. But yeah. it, it it but the music was standout. Even mm. even listening to it in the let's play before i dug into it with uh the flax that you sent me i was quite <laughs> taken with how i the the music uh i don't want to say necessarily elevated the gameplay because i haven't actually played it but it was it, it, it seemed a little bit like all the other ones i had seen even though the design seemed good um yeah. and the music was what st- was what was standing out to me the most mm. but i would like to play it if i had <clears throat> you know, the time for such things. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that first track that we played is called Prey, in case anyone was wondering. Uh, it's the opening vocal theme for the first game. Uh, and again, like that, you can really hear the sort of that the poppy instincts that uh, Shoji Meguro has for um, for these tracks. Um, like, there's just a really, really good, it's just a really good vocal track that, that is a little bit sort of Englishy, I suppose. Um, but I always enjoy that anyway. I'm, I never have any complaints when I hear when I hear English song in these kind of songs. Um, but I suppose just to to mention as well on the um, what you said about the aesthetic of this game. Um, one thing I noticed when I sort of looking through the track list is like all the tracks seems to be sort of related to Hindu mythology or I guess Hindu religious yeah. stuff. Um, now I'm not an expert on that or anything, but it just did jump out at me. Um, which I found interesting because, you know, um, JRPGs, especially at that time, love to sort of jump into the sort of Abrahamic religions for um, pulling out uh, random references and stuff like that. But So I thought it was sort of interesting to see them go to uh, to Hindu to sort of um, get these concepts and, and sort of bring them into a, um, a video game. The, the, the whole uh, broad story of uh, Megami Tensei is always had that uh, that summoning of deities from multiple different religions mm. and uh, uh, you know using the computer to 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 somehow access their realms. So it yeah. feels like a very smart sort of evolution of that is to maybe explore uh, you know uh, re- religions outside of uh, ones that you would necessarily find in Japan. Yeah, uh, and my understanding is that that we're doing Digital Devil Saga one and two. Are they kind of treated as uh, like a combo, or are we just? Um, uh... Well, it's just the soundtrack that I have um, that mm-hmm. I sort of found through the 
Yeah, you know, I just st- at one point I just went and downloaded a bunch of different Shin Megami Tensei soundtracks, and, and this was one of them. And it was sort of a bundle of one and two. Um, so I've always sort of listened to the soundtrack as an album as a whole. And okay. So I don't really know what the difference in terms of like gameplay or structure or anything like that is between the two. Um, but there is a sort of a clear difference between the vibe of the game of the first okay. game and the second game. Um, but yeah, I suppose we'll we'll start and we'll go into the first break with a few tracks. Um, so these ones I've picked out to start with are all from uh, Digital Devil Saga One. Uh, they're sort of just exploration and area tracks. Um, a lot of very atmospheric stuff. And um, hear a lot of piano and guitar sounds that you'll sort of really recognize from Persona and from uh, Shoji Meguro's um, Shin Megami Tensei stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So first track is Mulhadra. Uh, I really apologize for how I'm going to butcher some of these pronunciations. Um, the tra- second track is Svadistana. Um, third track is Sahasraha. Sahasrara. Sahasrara. There we go. <laughs> and then the final track is Manipura.
one of the biggest struggles for um getting this podcast put together sometimes is trying to find out like ex- exact credits it's something we talked about in the last episode as well yes um, but just while listening to that i was just like i gotta find out who played the guitar on this fucking album <laughs> because oh like, my god jesus christ the guitar playing is so good i love it um it all has such a particular style and it works with all the different styles that work that are part of these like you know you that first track has got is very sort mm. of atmospheric and really languid but the guitar riffing is just like perfect and like the second or the third track yeah this sahasrara yeah i said it to you during the break it always just reminds me of all along the watchtower um and i just imagine this sort of grizzled old japanese dude sitting in a studio just smoking a cigar hanging out or smoking a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and just eyes closed riffing to this like um, yeah it it's incredible those guitars i think the third one is is really the standout Mm. uh just as uh you know being having a boomer archetype uh you know those guitars (laughs) uh are just gonna hit home real hard to me but yeah I do think that there's also something really special about the way that stuff builds and it's it's mm. it's perfect video game music of kind of like getting you vibed into your little PS2 yeah. zone and uh I, I don't know what you transform into in this game, but I bet it fucking rocks. And I bet <laughs> you can improve it in the next dungeon. Yeah. Um I was looking I was looking up uh this stuff in the break and these all of these uh, track names for these anyway are based on uh the different chakras. Okay. Um, Uludhara is the root chakra. Um and so uh it is it is interesting that it's, it doesn't seem it's not the whole game but there are definitely big parts of the game especially mm. like I guess when you're doing overworld walking around stuff that's kind of like rooted in these kind of spiritual concepts. Mm. Um, maybe I mean, one the day I will... itself is titled Avatar Tuner and like, you know, the concept of an avatar, while I guess to, to most modern people is a, mm-hmm. uh, just means a very specific thing on the internet, but um, that's also from like Hindu mythology and religion as well, as far as I'm aware. Um, so there's definitely more to it, I think, than just the sort of the surface level stuff. Um, again, can't really comment on that too hard. Uh, but yeah, as like as you said though, like these are really, really good at sort of setting a vibe and setting a tone. And like you can sort of imagine the types of areas you're going to be wandering around while listening to them. Yeah. Uh, even without ever seeing what those areas are. Like it's just really gives a good sense of place. Um, and I guess I just wanted to call out the the second track, the Fadistana. And the final track, Manipura, just for, uh, as I mentioned, those sort of um, electric piano and upright bass and the sort of jazzy drums that are going on. Um, you can really sort of hear where he got Persona 5 from there. Um, oh, you know, yeah. There's definitely a straight line that you can draw from some of these tracks to Persona 5. Well, well there's definitely kind of a... Uh the jazzy city vibe, you know, especially mm. with the... when when he's just going ape shit with that bass and <laughs> and i feel that uh, makes yeah. very well with the game and the sort of you know the more urban more technology based mm. style of these games where it's you know it's it's dealing with all these crazy uh 
you know, mythological concepts or, you know, very, very serious Mm. religious concepts. um, And the way that it's like trying to combine those with kind of uh, the, the the city edge, you know, it's not quite a noir, but it is, I feel like you're definitely walking around the city park at night is as Mm. outdoors as you get sometimes in in, in these. Yeah, it's it's definitely like the main sort of, like I have my issues with a lot of the Shin Megami Tensei uh, and in particular Persona games, like just in terms of how they're written and some characterization and stuff like that, I just do not like. Um, A lot of it's just because they're very quote unquote anime kind of games. Um, So they've inherited a lot of the issues that those that sort of come with that. Um, But they just all have impeccable vibes. And I think in particular, like that mix of the sort of the mundane technology stuff with all the um, religious and uh, spiritual stuff, um, I think really gives it an edge that uh, a lot of other games don't have. Um, even games that do sort of mix fantasy and sort of uh, sci-fi and technology kind of stuff. Um, I personally love sort of modern settings um, that still have a sort of a spiritual element to them or a, a fantasy element to them. That's always been a vibe that I go with. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's jump into the next set of tracks. So uh, these are all just battle themes and like uh, hunting themes. So there's like a, a as I guess a mini game, it seems, or um, I guess like side quests where you do hunts to, I guess, find particular monsters. I'm not quite sure how they work. I just, again, had a quick look at them through in a in a playthrough. Um, there's a bunch of battle themes in this game. And so if I didn't include your favorite, I'm sorry, um, but I just grabbed not three. Well, send, us an e- send us an email with your favorite ones that I missed, and maybe we'll do an episode two. <laughs> um, yeah, send it to Reese at podcast.com. So, um, three tracks, uh, all battle themes. Um, so, again, these are very similar in style to stuff that you'd hear in Shin Megami Tensei 3 in the Persona games. So, the first track is called Blade. Second track is Hunting Compulsion. And then this third track is Hunting Comrades.
Very nice indeed. <laughs> Excellent. That was um there's some good shit in there. Blade yeah. especially is the standout one to me because it is th- those little dissonant reverse strings. Mm. I I think when I heard them the first time, they're just like my my little my video game fight or flight neurons got activated. <laughs> yeah. where I was just like, okay, I can't just sit here and restore HP. I have to kill. Um, yeah, and then I got a hold of myself. But I yeah, I, I just... think there's just a lot of really good high engagement tracks which is just what you need for for an rpg like this to keep yeah you know it's it's the persona you know yeah um, i mean vibe certainly absolutely yeah it's 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 sort of the i'm i'm sort of strongly against random battles in rpgs um sort of Mm -hmm. as a rule um but you can nearly always win me over with a fucking awesome battle (laughs) yeah like um the the Persona games, the Shin Megami Tensei games, and these games as well just mm-hmm. definitely will uh, would do that for me. Uh, like I feel like you couldn't have a track called Blade and not have it just go as hard as fuck. Exactly. <laughs> like it just it would you can't have a track called Blade and have it be like a really down tempo atmospheric piece. It just wouldn't work. Um the second I mean, two and... tracks oh go on, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that. Uh, games like this are, at the very least, you know, they come from a tradition. You know, you you can see all of the dungeon crawler bullshit roots in this. Yeah. Um, in in everything that you see, I I was looking up all the skills, and, and you know, I had all these different skill trees for fire and ice, and one of them was just called hunt skills, and they were just like. Don't... With hunt skills, sometimes you will be left with the ache status effect. And if you're frightened, the ache status effect will be harder. It's just like just getting (laughs) real deep into the JRPG weeds in a way that either you are in from the first moment or not into at all. It works for Um, you or it doesn't. Like it's, yeah. And I think having the style to this, and it seems like these games are not, at least for what what jrpgs could be aren't that long to just go through as well mm, they do there's seem just like a lot of these short yeah um but it, there's just a lot of extra you know uh, jrpg yeah. side crap to do uh to to, <laughs> to spend your time on this earth doing um but uh it 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 it, it looks really interesting and of course, the, the soundtrack is such a banger. And looking mm. into let's plays and stuff, it it feels really good. Yeah, walking around in in that world to these songs and to see these, to, you know, and get to these engagements, it's really exciting. Yeah, that's really really cool. Um, so yeah, I was going to say about the 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 second two tracks, then the hunting compulsion and comrades. It, it, again, it's just the guitar is such an MVP in this soundtrack. Um. Well, something that jumps out to me with these actually is that like there's a there's such a pop song structure to them, even though they're sort of instrumental tracks. So you still have the sort of the verse, chorus, verse, bridge, middle eight, chorus, out sort of um, structure to them. Um, and it's, that's something I find that you do get a lot in sort of video game music more than other sort of soundtracks. Like say, your your any given sort of Hans Zimmer soundtrack is not going to have a structure to it the same way that. Um, that these do because they often follow sort of pop music um so like yeah one thing i noticed with the compulsion is just the chorus part so what you might call a chorus it has got these really really gorgeous guitar harmonies going on um and like 
as as a sort of renounced metal fan, I still to this day will always be like, if you get two guitars dueling with the harmony, I will fucking love this. Um, like it just it always works for me. Um, and then like con- like the comrades track then has a sort of a different guitar mm-hmm. sort of back and forth going on where you've just got the standard riffs and then like the chorus or yeah just before the chorus I guess you've got this sort of like um, staccato morse code sounding guitar part that's coming in and out mm-hmm. um and again just like how that weaves in with the other guitar really really works for me um and then one thing as as well that just really jumped out at me is just right before that sort of chorus part as well the way the drums go into double time and then just pull back it's there's such a like tension and release to it um that again for like battle themes and stuff like that is really really cool because it sort of it gives you like you said that sort of that part of the back of your brain that goes into jrpg battle mode and you're like oh god i need to like Yeah, it's just it, it's really really cool, and I love I love to listen to it even sort of without knowing the context of the game because, like anywhere, like the other sort of uh, exploration mm-hmm. tracks we were listening to, it does give you such a sort of sense of what the game is doing, um, even without seeing the game itself. Um, I'm hardly an expert, <laughs> but I feel like this was a time when the we were starting to have a certain bit of like self-consciousness with kind of guitar strings also. Mm. And I, in the sense that like, at the very least it needed to be like a metal or electronic, or it needed to be part of a sample that was kind of like very recognizable. And it felt like mm. either you were a guitar song in, in that realm, or it became yeah. like a, a little bit embarrassing. You know, they, they had uh, the, the, the hit album called who needs guitars anyway, around, this time and i i think it's interesting to see I, I these don't seem like you know classical guitars necessarily but i would classify the sound as smooth and not embarrassed to have a smoothness all throughout and having that kind of structured uh mm. clean sound throughout even if it does do weird things like the warping and blade um <laughs> am i talking down my ass here no um, no that makes sense to me yeah um what what you said to me there about like everybody sort of losing guitars made me think of sort of the uh, the LCD sound tra- system track losing my edge. Yeah, um, yeah. Because there's that one line in it where it's like, "I heard that you and your band have sold your turntables and bought your guitars." Uh, I hear that you're you and your band sold your guitars and bought turntables or something like that. Or it's yeah. just like everybody switched over to one style and then was like, "Oh no, we need to fucking switch back now." Yeah, um, yeah. And again, not to reference LCD sound system scenes, that's where I ripped the name off from. <laughs> no, it's um, going to be uh, it's going to be like the Playboy Bunny. Every episode we're going to reference <laughs> LCD sound system very obliquely. Maybe maybe I should do like an Alfred Hitchcock type thing where I just like throw in a really really oblique reference to it in every mm-hmm. episode and just sort of leave it there for a little Easter egg for people. Um, exactly. Cuz I do love LCD sound system and you know, uh, shout outs to those guys. Um, so yeah next next few tracks then um, so this is the a couple of more exploration tracks and I think maybe like a couple of event stuff uh, just sort of a grab back of a grab bag of other tracks that I liked from the first game that I just wanted to include Um, so we have Spider String the Second Movement, Junkyard Meow Meow and Man's Tomb (laughs) 
I feel like if you upped the tempo on that last one and just like added a couple of last beats, um, mm-hmm. you'd get a really fucking awesome Doom track from us. It sounded like Doom 2016. Yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. Just like, yeah, it just has that sort of energy to it. I don't know what about it. Because um, it, like, uh, it's, it's a pretty sort of slow track, but like, I feel like a bit of up tempo and then just some fucking blast beats in the back. <laughs> then you could go. The thing is, this is Digital Devil Saga. This is uh, the mm. Persona ish realm. We got to be languid. We talked yeah. about that before. Um, and uh, yeah. that song was definitely languid. Um, mm. there's a, we're all over the place uh, with, with great tunes, um, but we also have hit a milestone uh, in the milestone. And oh, yeah. we've also hit the first song that I actually hate. Uh, okay. I, I love it, but I hate it. Uh, and that was Meow Meow. Uh, the the song it's with the little it's just silly little song. It's, yeah. it's it's just the little bark in the in the background uh, in the back of the mix makes it mm. sound like I don't know. It's 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 yeah. coming from uh, downstairs, and it means that uh, there's a carbon monoxide warning. I don't know. Let's... <laughs> yeah, whatever that sound like is, it. it's a weird weird um, noise. But no, I I, I am kidding. Um, it <laughs> somewhat, uh, but I, I do love that it is a song that is called Meow Meow, and I love that some a, a human being sat down and wrote that down to this piece mm. of music. Um, and that, like, as you said, is like, where else do you get that video, but in video games? That's why we're yeah. here. You're not like, you're, you're not going to get that on the Blade Runner soundtrack. Like, um, I like, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a sort of silly little song. And I, I just enjoy a little bit of silliness every now and then. Um, you, you, you need the silly tracks. You need the one yeah. uh, where the mascot shows up. Um, and, if it was, uh, you know, depending on how old the game is, might do something problematic. Um, <laughs> yeah. My favorite uh, mascot does something moment is when you could enter the code on Naughty Dog games and it would show you uh, 16-bit titties. <laughs> and and people got really upset. Uh, not a lot of people, but some did. Well, okay, we've got to keep those 16-bit titties to yourself. Exactly. Um, um but uh sorry sorry to get uh to go on digression all i'm saying is uh, that that's that was uh the meow meow of it meow, meow. Last time um we we will we'll never speak of it again um the first two tracks there i just again i just really enjoy them um the opening to the spider string second movement i love that sort of the i said it to you earlier the bootylicious kind of guitar intro oh, yeah um or i guess mm-hmm. if you're being particular the intro to edge of 17. um if uh, if you're a little bit older um but then like it just sort of switches gear and you just get these really fucking awesome strings coming in as well um and it's just like it's a really good atmospheric track um and sort of that i, I know some people don't like it but i like that sort of interplay of guitar and strings uh again it, like a lot of sort of where you mix guitar and electronic stuff uh it feels like two different worlds coming together in some ways um you know, I know people say with the soundtracks for uh, people were giving out about the uh, Octopath Traveler soundtrack having a lot of like great, like the battle themes and stuff were um, uh, were very sort of heavy on guitar and orchestral stuff. Uh, and some people just really don't like that sort of combination of sounds. And that's fair enough, I suppose. But I love it. Uh, it uh, always work. Always works on me. <laughs> I, I feel like this is a very thoughtful composition and i feel that this is mm. especially 
compared to other soundtracks and other stuff I would hear at the time. I think that this is clearly somebody who's working on another, uh, doing their own kind of innovation, you know? And yeah. uh, I, I think that it really does hold up just because uh, he's, for whatever else you want to say uh, about these games, uh, the music is a fucking grand slam. It's yeah. just full vibe. And I really feel like the different games do manage to have uh you know i'm 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 sure he has more articulated themes but i'm you, mm. you know clearly thinking about it in different ways and not just having yeah. kind of uh i just make songs <clears throat> like this and i just heard a song yeah. with steel drums so we're gonna do one of those um yeah. it, no, it, it seems really thoughtful yeah the games all sort of have their own identity even though they're all, all definitely of a particular style um yeah, that's definitely true. Um, the um, the junkyard track, then um, I suppose the only thing that sort of really jumps out to me there is just that sort of reprise of the opening theme. Um, but it's sort of what it really reminds me of is the Zone of the Ender soundtrack. Um, okay, which again, just a lot of that sort of like um, sort of techno-y, um hard house kind of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we're definitely going to do a Zone of the Enders episode in the future, don't you worry. Um, I can't wait. Because the soundtracks for those games are absolutely immaculate. Um, the games themselves are a bit up and down, but can't fault the soundtracks. Um, but yeah, like the, the, the sort of sound and the way that the song is structured really reminds me of that. Um, yeah, so next break then, we're just going to move into uh, Digital Devil Saga 2. Um, so I suppose, yeah, we've been going for a while now. We've actually just only talked about Digital Devil Saga 1 tracks so far. Um, so we're going to go back to a couple of exploration tracks. Um, these, are, again, are sort of really atmospheric, um, but there's a different vibe to them, um, I find. Mm -hmm. um, they have a little bit more urgency, a little bit more tempo, because like uh, in the first game, a lot of the, the instrumentation was like live drums and, and stuff like that. Um, Whereas in this one, it's a little bit more electronic. The drums are a bit more programmed. You get a bit of a drum and bass sort of breakbeat kind of style to it, um, especially with the last three tracks. Um, so we've got the first track being Hideout, then Egg of the Universe, then Human Hunting, and lastly, Road to Sodom. This so is like go. every other... Uh, Shin Megami Tensei game. We're building to Apocalypse, right? This is... Yeah. I believe demons so. are going to show up, and uh, depending what the game is rated, uh, will be the fate of the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this has the sort of law, chaos, and neutral stuff that the the mainline games go with. Um, looking it up, it look it doesn't look like it's sort of like post apocalyptic in the same way as some of the other ones are. Um, or in the case of games like Four, where it starts off with a normal world and then suddenly it's post apocalyptic. Um, so I'm we'll not too about sure. that once um, I lie on the Wikipedia. Uh, but there's like, there's all, <laughs> um, but I think there's always that sort of like end of the world sort of vibe to these games anyway, because there's always, um, you know, the, these, these games always have these sort of big stakes, like, um, otherwise people wouldn't continue to play them, I suppose. Um, so yeah, let's jump into these four tracks and we'll talk soon.
man, these tracks are good. Um, like I, it's there's less guitar in these, so like you know, as I mentioned, the the guitar is really the hero of the first game. Um, and that's not to say there isn't some amazing guitar coming up in the next block, uh, because oh boy, is there. Um, but like these, yeah, as I mentioned, they're like they're a little bit more electronic. They've got sort of like the program drums and and drum and bass styles to um, yeah. the backbeats that uh, give them a little bit more urgency, a little bit more tempo um, compared to the live drums and the sort of jazzier elements of the, the first game's sort of exploration themes. Um, first one, I suppose, is sort of the most chill one in, in that way, but like even that, mm-hmm. it has like those sort of, uh, it builds to this crescendo of just like all the all the instruments and all the synths and pianos just doing this sort of stabbing sound and then it just stops and it just returns to this sort of pulsing beat that like um again it's such a, it gives such a, a sense of atmosphere to it um and i really really love that um and the next one the next track then the the piano and that it really reminds me of something that like you'd hear in twin peaks um mm-hmm. i don't know if it's like the the chord progressions or the types of chords they're playing or what but it just gives me such twin peaks vibe it it really feels like the they're going for these deeply evocative and nuanced moods. And mm. I, I was looking through the plot synopsis of the second one, and <laughs> it was in fucking scrutable. It was just like when Seraph becomes the purity of digitalness, she gets the double triple angel disease and infects the sun. And it just seems like that there's some high level emotional metaphor stuff that you can only get when you're this deep in the weeds of a JRPG <laughs> franchise. Um, yeah. And I love it because it's like clearly, um, you know, reading the plot for the first one, it starts with just like, oh, in a combat simulation arena where it always rains, tribes war. And you're like, man, that <laughs> fucking sounds sick. Um, this sounds like a really fun game. And so it's just get going from this weird... <clears throat> you know, forever battle type stuff that's very appropriate for uh, uh, Shin Megami Tensei and uh, just kind of like the dungeon crawler genre. Mm. Um, And just, you know, cranking up everything. Um, Looking at the gameplay, like, I'm not going to say the gameplay is uh, bad, but it's definitely very classically JRPG with the the variety of stuff that you can do. And, you know, it, it, it... transitions to those other games too it's it's mm-hmm. as complicated so it's i respect that it is something like this is, is just going this far out on this kind of sci-fi fantasy uh realm you know mm-hmm. doing cyber angels but uh <laughs> on the ps2 yeah i can love a cyber angel like and as i mentioned that's some that's one of those sort of vibes that really gets me sort of yeah right away it's just like yeah um if you're just going to be like the mundanity of technology combined mm-hmm. with with demons and angels and shit it's just it always you works like for me cyber angels i got some ocs to show you um, <laughs> we'll, we'll set aside three or four hours so. yeah we'll, we'll do a little uh that'll be on the patreon feed um <laughs> excuse me Okay, um, so yeah, I suppose we'll jump into the next uh, break then with a couple more tracks. Uh, these are battle themes from Digital Devil Saga 2. Um, a little bit more going on with these, like they're really, really uh, energetic. Um, like, again, really fantastic guitar. Uh, but like, 
again, compared to the first game, the backbeats are sort of a little bit more busy. There's a little more, more synth going on in the front of the mix and things like that. Um, so three tracks I have, and again, there are more tracks in this game. This this soundtrack is huge, it's four discs. Um, this is a very small selection, even though we've been talking for over an hour about it. Um, so we've there's got so Madness. much music. I, I'm so glad when yeah. you sent me the playlist uh, of what we were actually <laughs> going over, because I was trying to just listen to them on shuffles, and it was just like, yeah. Yeah, it took me a while to sort of whittle it down to sort of like, uh, even if not necessarily all of my absolute favorites, but I think just to get a good spread of this type of sound that you get in both games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we've got Madness, uh, Battle for Survival, which mm, absolutely chef kiss. I love that. We're going to talk about that more. Um, and then Epic Battle as the last track. Um, and yeah, we'll jump out there and we'll be back with a bit more chat after that.
So um, before we say anything, uh, I just have a quote from Shoji Meguro that I want to um, say, because especially in relation to that middle track, Battles for Survival. Um, so he says that when he's making music, he waits for God to send music to down to, down to him. Um, and I think he fucking definitely sent him some good music with Battle for Survival. Um, Absolutely. Fucking love that track so much. It's so good. The, those but, were... I don't know. That, you, that's as locked in as you can get, as I can yeah. get anyways, uh, wanting to do to battle. Uh, I, I know yeah. this is an audio format, but I want you to go look up uh, the uh, album cover for Digital Devil Saga Avatar uh, <laughs> Tuner. What's this called? What the fuck? Uh, Tuner Integral 1 and 2. Uh, <laughs> the second one? Okay. But you, you, the one yeah. you're looking for is you're looking for this terrifying dude. He's got a huge like chef's hat for the for half of his face and he's frowning yeah. he's unhappy that's who you have to stare at the whole time that you're listening to these <laughs> and like get cranked you're gonna do battle yeah. um but yeah oh, like, i just but again going back to what i mentioned previously like you'll always fucking get me with a good guitar harmony absolutely and, like, the one in the in that, that's central to battle for survival is so good it's just like mm, it's just perfect it, um, it, it seems with two, there's an evolution um, where it's not necessarily mm. as uh, fully guitar based or string based. There's a lot of yeah. Uh, there's a lot more electronic. electronic th there's one that had that that first one had an insane uh, drum and bass um, yeah. percussion uh, thing going on that that kind of like kept building and building. And, and it really felt more modern, and it really felt like where, wherever we are in uh, the second half of these games, we have ascended to some other reality. Um, <laughs> it's 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 exciting. Video games rock. Man. Yeah, video games rock. I mean, again, we we say this every episode, but like, you know, there are the, there's a thesis to this episode, and you know, uh, or the, to this podcast, and it's that video games rock. Music music from video games fucking owns. Uh, yeah, you it's, should listen it's, to it. Even if you've never played the fucking game before, just listen to it. Like it's, it's such good music. You're really missing out if you don't listen to video game music. Listening to game soundtracks that you haven't played, uh, with the knowledge that you're never going to play them, um, yeah. is is a beautiful threshold to cross. Uh, yeah. Before only uh, Cenobites offered that uh, <laughs> uh, until this podcast came out. Now we offer you that uh, for yeah. it's a much cheaper price. Free, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see when we get to episode 50. Um, I've got some plans. Uh, <laughs> <for that. laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think that's everything. We've just got one more track to play, so I suppose we'll just um, uh, we'll jump into the outro. Yeah, um, this so, episode yeah, has thanks. convinced me to play this. I really want to play it. I mean, yeah, it's uh, I'm not going to play it myself, um, but uh, I would like to see you play it. Maybe you should I'm, do I'm gonna make out. you play it. Um, it's <laughs> going to be the dis dissolution of our friendship uh but no oh, uh, I, I had a great time yeah uh, yeah absolutely for hanging out I everybody just, um thank you yeah i don't want to plug anything today don't plug anything uh you don't have any other podcast nobody even knows who you are um so yeah we've been crt sound system uh you can find us on all the social medias you can send us an email uh like i said if you uh there's a bunch of tracks in this soundtrack uh, send me an email with some of the ones that I missed and call me um, Snurs. Um, be nice. That's, that's be how nice the internet play. works, isn't it? Don't, don't you, contact you, me. You nice to your loved ones someone. instead. <laughs> Just listen to music. 
just yeah normal. just just yeah just vibe with some tunes um yeah, so the last track i'm going to play then is just the ending theme from digital devil saga 2 um so normally i think this is a vocal version but i just got an instrumental version um it's the staff roller range of Ammani Padme Hum. Um, again, I probably completely butchered the pronunciation of that, so I do apologize for anybody, to anybody who uh, had to listen to that and was like, you said that all wrong. Um, I forgive you. Yeah. Uh, we've been CRT Sound System. I'm Tom and Reese. I am Reese. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>